good night. Hello, cocktail lovers. Welcome to Paris Cocktail Talk. I'm Forrest Collins, the founder of 52 Martinis, the cocktail site, and I'm here to talk to you about cocktailing in the French capital and bring you other small batch drinks and food news from France. So, I am very excited today, and I kind of almost, I know I say that every time, you should probably start making a drinking game of it every time I say, I'm super excited about this next guest. But that's just because I always invite guests into the studio who I really like to talk to and who I know are going to have some interesting things to say. So I'm super lucky to have, well, not in the studio because we're still on confinement lockdown at the moment, but on the line, I've got Brittany and Joseph, and um, and they're here to talk to me about this month's episode, which is ice and cocktails. So I think we're going to have a lot to say about ice. I think that you listeners who don't really think that much about ice often are going to be pleasantly surprised about how much you might learn about this subject. So Brittany, Joseph, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Hello. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves? And before you go into like what you're doing right now with ice, just give them a little bit of your cocktail background. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, my name is Brittany Ray. Sitting next to me is my husband. Joseph. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and business partner. Um, I'm obviously not French. Um, I'm from the United States, uh, born and raised, but I did bartend in the United States for over 10 years before I moved to France and fell in love and married Joseph. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> That's yeah, it's his fault I'm in France. <laughs> and obviously I'm the French one in the group, uh, as you can tell with my beautiful accent, <laughs> not even crossing it. Um, I also have a bartender uh, background. I worked for 20 years in the bar industry. Uh, I started uh, at Le Forum, um, one of the oldest cocktail bar in France, which is now unfortunately closed. I worked as well at Apicius, uh, Michelin star restaurant, and uh, I op- I, we owned the Baton Rouge Pigalle till last year with my partner, Julien Esco. We sold it uh, in late December. We gathered together with Brittany almost 30 years of uh, industry, uh, industry, how do you say? Industry experience. Industry experience. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then um, together we started um, our company. It's called the Nice Company, or the Northern Ice Company is the long name, but I can't get anybody in France to say Northern properly, so it's the Nice Company now, and period Ice (laughs) Company. (laughs) Um, It opened last year, uh, January of 2019, um, but it was probably a brainchild of the two of us for at least two and a half to three years. Um, and what we do is we make bespoke, bespoke uh, crystal, uh, ice. crystal clear ice for, for bars, restaurants, um, venues, Every- events, everything, um, all around Paris and the surrounding area. And when I say crystal clear ice, we mean um, zero like impurities, zero impurities, completely clear. And we also cut the ice specifically to the glass. So when the customer receives the ice it's already ready to go. There's no, you don't need to spend time cutting ice behind the bar or wherever you're located. 
And I guess that's us in a nutshell. And what we're doing today <laughs> is making ice and making cocktails happy around Paris. And bartenders happy. And bartenders. Very cool. It looks like you guys are doing some ice for Calbar at the moment. I saw some, some images flying by on Facebook of some nice blocks with Calbar stamped in there. I don't know if that's a project you're doing now or pictures that just went up, but looks very pretty. Those guys are going to be very happy. Yes. So Thierry uh, called us last week saying that uh, during the confinement he wanted to uh, uh, do to-go cocktails, he wanted to deliver cocktails uh, once it's to get in touch with his uh, base customers. Second of all, to be busy because otherwise we are very active people, bartenders at the beginning and doing nothing is not something that we know to, how to do. So he said, I'm going to put this program, uh, this delivery program uh, en route and uh, can you help us with the ice? Can you... Uh, uh, provide us uh, ice uh, stamped and etc. And yeah, with Brittany, we jumped on the occasion and said, yeah, of course we can help you. And uh, we delivered, we, we stamped, we cut, we, <laughs> we did uh, everything we could to help uh, our fellow uh, colleagues and friends uh, to go through uh, this tough uh, situation uh, worldwide, but in France as well. Yeah, so right now, uh, Le Cal Bar is delivering cocktails with our ice as well as Mabel Rumden as well. Oh, nice. I knew that uh, Mabel was doing the cocktail cocktails to go, so uh, I didn't know that they were using your ice. So you know, I, I love Joseph down there at Mabel, as well yeah. as the guys at Calbar. So that's great. All right. Before we get yeah. too deep diving into all the nice guys that we know on the bar and, and women that we know on the bar scene around here, um, why don't you uh, talk to the listeners a little bit about ice why is it crucial to cocktails I, I think some people don't realize that there it, it plays a pretty significant role so can you explain that a little bit um sure of course yeah. i just i won't get on my soapbox but i'll try and be succinct as possible <laughs> um what people don't a lot of people don't realize is ice um even in a even in a stirred or strained drink ice is over 50 percent of the cocktail whether you're talking about delusion, um, delusion, no, <laughs> dilution. <laughs> um, sorry, it's been a long confinement. Oh um, uh, yeah, dilution or or the overall um, volume of the final drink, you know, in an old fashioned or in a highball, um, and people don't give it enough respect. So, um, like, you wouldn't put, um, you know, cloudy whiskey in an old fashioned. So why would you put cloudy ice? And right. so we make sure that we that our the water that we use because ice at the base is water that the water is 100 percent pure and filtered so that the end result is crystal clear and besides just the visual and at the end the taste it's also how this cocktail tastes because you know when you get an ice when you get a cocktail with ice in it um obviously it dilutes over time and i'm sure like a lot of people like i have this memory of being you know 21 in america in a bar getting my vodka soda and about five minutes later it was a vodka water for sure no ice you know because the ice and it's that's very common um and to have good quality ice especially ours like we know that our dilution rate it takes over an hour for it to dilute so you can enjoy whether it's just a cocktail or a spirit in a mixer you can enjoy the actual flavor the real flavor of the drink for more than just the first two minutes you can enjoy it for 20 minutes 30 minutes 45 minutes um, without really directly altering the taste of the drink but still having it stay completely fresh 
And I think for us, those are our two our two biggest things is to have, you know, the, the ingredient, which is almost over 50% of the drink to be pure, just like the alcohol that's in it and the fresh squeezed juice and all of that. And also to make sure that the cocktail maintains a good flavor throughout and it doesn't become diluted to the point where the guest or the customer doesn't want to drink it anymore. And yeah, that's... Uh, that was oh, really, go on, Joseph, sorry. Uh, we, we were really surprised. Uh, one day we tried... Uh, the, the, one of the most uh, simple drink you can have, which is a whole fashion, and we tried with a classic, very good quality Oshizaki ice, which is one of the the best ice you can find on the market, and our ice, and we were stunned by the difference of taste and the texture of the drink, and it really, really has a huge impact on on the on the flavor profile of the cocktail and not the way it dilutes and the way it's um, it lasts uh, over the taste the tasting of the cocktail yeah and then one last thing i think um it's not i wouldn't say it is important because it doesn't change the flavor and it doesn't um change the duration of the the duration and length of the drink but a lot of bartenders in Paris like to say ooh it's pretty ice it has a nice wow effect <laughs> so there's uh, also yeah. the the super the superficial aspect of it as well is that, you know, visually it is visually stunning. And all of a sudden, a lot of people in France don't feel so bad paying 12 euros for their drink when they see the ice. But it's it's a nice addition to. Yeah, I think I mean, started, I think it's yeah. go on. We started, yeah, we started working with a, a very, uh, very famous bar in Paris. We start catering the ice for them. Uh, they were spending uh, more than two hours a day uh, cutting ice and shards. And as soon as they start working with us, uh, they were so happy because it's time consuming to cut the ice. But they were also very happy because visually speaking, it was just square, perfect. And there's, like Brittany said, this wow effect. And a lot of pictures on their Instagram is uh, reflect that because there are much more photos of the cocktails by itself than only the scenery and the ambience of the bar. The cocktails are were already the stars, but are even more fo- um, how do you say not focused but uh, showcased. Uh, there you with go. Good the ice. Good one. <laughs> showcased uh, with uh, with our eyes. So uh, we're really proud of that. Nice. Well, I do think that you know I think Brittany is right that that while I completely understand that. Ice is crucial to a cocktail for that cooling and dilution element. I do think there's an aesthetic uh, to it as well. And having this nice, beautiful, solid piece of ice is just, you know, visually stimulating as well as, as, you know, stimulating your taste buds. So um, I, I want to talk just a little bit more. I think we've kind of covered a bit of it, but I do think sometimes listeners, they just think, oh, it's ice. I grab it out of my ice tray and I throw it in my drink and it makes it cold. Can, can we talk about like some other aspects of ice? Like, you know, it comes in different shapes and, you know, there's different ways to make it. Do you have anything else to kind of elaborate on to open people's eyes to the possibilities of, of what you can talk about with ice? Yeah, I mean, of course, um, you know, I, I have to admit that that's probably where a lot of this started for me was that I just wanted things to be cold. Because when I first moved to France, getting ice cold water like at a bistro was nearly impossible. You're telling um, me. <laughs> yeah. So and, you know, as an Americans, we grow up with um, we grew up with ice in our water um, and it's not really the case here. So I understand that. Yeah. Ice, first and foremost, is to, yes, please help make things cold. Um 
but obviously, uh, like you mentioned, there are different shapes. So there's just like the big block, which I think we most people will have seen it by this point, I think, around the world um, or an old fashioned, you know, which is about two, two inches by three inches or five centimeters by six centimeters um, in size. And th- those are more for your old fashioned drinks um, or even spirits just on the rocks instead of using um, little small amounts of ice. Like I love a big ice cube with like a little bit of scotch. Um, because it just opens it up and it makes the scotch nice and cold, but it doesn't over dilute it. Um, then you, we can also make long cubes or Collins cubes, which mm-hmm. are great for your gin and tonic lovers. And rum and coke and all so, the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. So that way you can get the right ratio to your spirit and your mixer. Um, mm-hmm. obviously the trend of spheres is a trend, you know, um, in cocktails, mm-hmm. um, I personally don't have any love of them other than I think that they do look cool. I think they're more of a trend than, but any bartender can please feel free to, to, to argue with me on that. <laughs> it's well, just my, rem- my personal opinion. Remember when everybody was at, behind the bar, like, you know, hand carving their, their cubes into spheres and it was a big show and yeah. you don't quite see that as much anymore, I yeah. think, cause there's so many molds out there, but um, yeah, but yeah, you know, it's I think something. you've got the time as a as a bartender to do it, and you have the opportunity to really engage with your guest and to do that. All power to you. Does it change the quality of the drink? No. no as yeah. long as the um, ice is still clear, uh, impurity uh, with no impurity, and uh, and uh, with filtered water at the beginning. Yeah, and then Sphere, of course cubes, diamond, whatever. It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can do anything if you've you've got the time, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then for, um, you did mention something I think about maybe being able to make it at home. Is that what you were asking? Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I just while we're kind of just talking oh, okay, about the I'm general sorry. aspects of ice. No, no worries. Um, uh, oh, I also just want to say to listeners, you know, as we're kind of talking about why ice can be a little bit more special than just it's a cube that comes out of whatever generic ice tray was happened to be in your freezer. You know, there's just a lot of playing around you can do with it. And I'm sure that you both know about um, uh, uh, Camper English's blog. So for listeners who don't, I'll put a link to that into in my webs and uh, to my show notes as well. You know, he does a lot of playing around with ice too, all kinds of crazy ice experiments. So there's just more to ice than meets the eye. And I just think the listeners should should appreciate that. But you know what? I'm with you, Brittany. It drove me crazy bonkers. You know, I've been living here for almost 20 years, but, you know, for years and years, I was constantly on the search for ice, which may have been also kind of part of my entry into the cocktail world because here, you know, any any place that might potentially have ice, um, which also brings me kind of to my next question, which is it, ice is just not as prevalent here in restaurants and bars as it is in like the U.S. or the U.K., why do you two think that is? I mean, is it just a cultural thing? What's the story? Why can't you find ice in restaurants? I'm going to let Joseph answer that because <laughs> okay. I still, I, I like, you're, like, I'm like you. It's like I spent the first two years here just completely flabbergasted and confused 
and thirsty. Oh, and wait, before I let Joseph answer, yeah. I'm going to share this with, with the, the listeners in the U.S. who are probably not going to be familiar with this thing. So, Brittany, I'm sure you've seen this, the little ice bags that when you go to a French person's house and they say, and you say, oh, can I get some ice? And they pull out that little bag that they've made the ice in, like a plastic bag with the little bubbles. Yeah. So, like, you're kind of trying to rip ice cubes out of bubble wrap, basically. It's just not, it just yeah. doesn't do it for me. So, that's the only kind of ice I can find in homes here. Sorry to interrupt, Joseph. Okay, now tell me, why is that the case? It's it's a, it's a cultural thing. It's not uh, in our it's not in our culture to um, have a lot uh, a lot of ice uh, available. We don't have. Uh, how can I how can I say that? I think for as a start, it's uh, it's due to the structure of our cities and the and the fact that our country is very old. Uh, I see it like that. In US, you you had to do everything from scratch. You had access to these big, uh, big pieces of ice coming from Canada, uh, and you had the the, the factory to um, put them away and to for selling them later. And then you had access to uh, the the ice machines that were outside of uh, right. the, the commodity shops uh, everywhere. Uh, even in hotels, you have room for that because you build massive hotels and etc. And I think it. it it's not in the culture as well. So we have no room and it's not in the culture. <laughs> the, 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 the ice frozen water uh, at the table, that's not something we do. We, we put the water in the fridge and that's it. Call it a day. Um, I was surprised when I, uh, when I went, uh, when I was in New York, uh, the first few times before I spent some time working there, I was surprised with the ice cold water. Uh, New York uh, says that it has the best uh, tap water in the world. It does. It comes from Maine. <laughs> yeah, it comes from Maine. So what? <laughs> <laughs> That's marketing. <laughs> Whatever. But, but I was surprised that there was not that much restaurant selling bottled water. In France, it's normal to have uh, either Badois, Saint Pellegrino, if you name it, at the restaurant. And it wasn't the case. It's it's the, usually the tourist people who are the uh, bottled water. Uh, at the restaurant um, and so to answer your question uh, I think the French people now get used to have more quality ice and are getting used to ice because um, after 2007 let's say and the second age of cocktail eating France and uh, this new era of um, cocktail bars opening and um, making cocktails more democratic this generation was traveling, was going abroad, was going to US for to study or wherever, and was used to be served cocktails and drinks with a lot of ice. But before that, ice was the enemy. Ice yeah. was like, oh yeah, you put you put you put a lot of ice. You try to uh, to put less alcohol in my drink or less uh, liquid. Uh, you trying to scam me or whatever. So. There, there were, and it, it happens still today. Uh, at Baton Rouge, uh, we often had uh, people saying, oh, yeah, there's, there's nothing to drink, there's only ice. Mm-hmm. No, it's a short drink. You got eight to nine centiliters of booze in the glass. <laughs> we're not trying yeah. to steal you. But we, you need the, a lot of ice to make it to, to give it fresh, and that's it. Hey, if you don't want ice, give it to us. We take off the ice and uh, drink it like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I am. I am for one glad to see uh, the cocktail cultural revival here, if for nothing else, just because it means more access to more ice. Not everywhere, 
that still doesn't mean every bar and restaurant has it around Paris, but, but there's more options. And so for people like me who also drink at home, and I actually am so obsessed with ice when I lived in a studio, I mean, I still have it now, but when I lived in a studio, I had my regular tiny fridge and then I also had a separate freezer for my ice at home. So people would laugh because they'd come over there like you live in like a 10 meter square studio, yet you still have a tiny little freezer that you keep all your ice in. And I said, yep, I'm American and I like my cocktails. <laughs> so do you, you, have someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any tips for people? when they're making ice at home that might make it better for their cocktails? Well, you know what? I think you mentioned um, the Alcadi Mix website earlier, and I think that it, we, it would be doing him a disservice if we didn't say just go to his website because that's the best way to make ice at home. Um, either using, um, if you want to do the cubes, because he's got a great... He's got a great way or a demonstration of how to do that. Um, if not, what you can always do that's a little bit simpler and takes up less space um, and what people do in bars here in Paris if they want like punch bowl blocks is to take just a Tupperware, fill it with water um, put and, it in the cooler. and put it in the cooler and put it in that in the freezer. Um, and then you'd have to, you still have to cut it yourself, but you'd still get clear ice. Um, it's time consuming it's a lot of yeah, effort. It is time you, you lose a lot because you get you still have a lot of impurities at the top of the block uh, you 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 might have not the center of the block frozen etc etc but yeah at home it works because you're not gonna throw a party with uh, 100 ice cubes only for one night i hope you do but <laughs> that's if you need a you need a, a walk-in uh, freezer yeah <laughs> I think that's a great tip, though, with the, with a large Tupperware container. I know I've been to friend's house for evenings and saying, you know, um, they've wanted me to make cocktails, but I know they don't have ice trays. So it's kind of like, all right, go fill up whatever you can in your Tupperware containers so I can work with that when I get there. So I do think that's a good that's a good yeah. tip. thing that I did a long time ago back home in the States when I uh, worked at bars and I didn't, we our ice uh, programs weren't really running yet was I would have my own, like, you know, the sphere molds. And if you do just a sphere mold in your own freezer, it comes out white. It's not attractive. So what I would do is I would take bitters, like Peychaud's red bitters or any kind of bitters, and put a few dashes in it before I froze it. And then it would come out the color of the bitters instead. So even though it still had the impurities in it, you couldn't see it. It just was a fun color. Well, that's (laughs) a really good tip. adding flavor. And that was adding flavor to the cocktail. Um, you can't do too much because then it won't freeze because there is alcohol in bitters. Um, but I, about seven dashes in one okay. ice mold um, will change the color. It'll give you just a hint of flavor and you don't see the cloudiness. About, you heard uh, about seven dashes, not eight, about yeah. seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm totally going to try that because I, I make a lot of ice, but, you know, I don't I don't go the camper English route. I don't, like most of my ice is just normally cloudy and I am more, when I'm making it at home, focused on like, do I want it to be like solid and I like my water to be filtered. Um, but I love that. I'm going to I'm gonna add a few bitters next time I make some spheres or some big cubes and, and see what it does. So I like it. And, um, and when you do a Sazerac, you don't have to use uh, the bitters. You exactly. You the sphere with the, and boom, you're done. Well, exa- well, and like any old-fashioned, right? I mean, that, that'll work yeah. really nicely. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. 
Um, so we talked a little bit already about the shapes of the different shapes of ice and glass. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to kind of talk about in terms of, you know, we talked about the blocks and the spheres and the long ones for, um, long drinks. Um, anything else maybe that's important to the listeners about, sorry, ice shape and different types of cocktails or glasses that we didn't touch on? Uh, you got crushed ice too. Yeah. Use crushed ice for um, some great American classics such as the main julep. Uh, very important, especially in the summer. Mai Tai. Mai, mai Tai. Hurricane. Hurricane, zombie. <laughs> all the, tiki. All the tiki ish cocktail, they, they call for a lot of crushed ice. Uh, pina Colada um, blended with crushed ice is awesome because you have uh, uh, this velvety texture that makes all the world difference uh, when you taste it. Um, you can I cube dice, classic cube dice too. It is always nice if you want to refresh a, a, a good uh, club soda or if you want to make uh, spritzes at home. It's nice to have mm-hmm. a handful of uh, ice cubes in it, yeah. in your glass. That's about it. Yeah, I think we've I covered know. the basics. <laughs> so, so Try you. Ice if you want uh, the. Oh yeah. Effect, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kind of fancy, creepy that's, Halloween that's stuff. As a, as a, uh, to, exactly, exactly. You got it. Yeah. That's, that's always a. Oh, that's always has this uh, wow effect, and it's it's fun for kids. Even if it's very dangerous. Yeah, careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's so fun, but so dangerous. My fingers. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, remember that story, that news story about the person who got a cocktail that was made with dry ice or liquid? Well, yeah, there's two different kinds for dry ice, right? There's liquid nitrous, and I can't remember what the other one is because... But my brain is dead. But that person who uh, died after drinking a cocktail made with it that was still yeah. smoking. So, so it is. It's oh, very yeah. visually fun, but potentially dangerous, like so many things. Um, what about orders that have come to the Nice Company? Can you tell us about kind of any really interesting ice order that you've had, or something that you're like, wow, that's a that's a big challenge. Like, I don't know. Tell tell us what kind of things people come to you to make for them. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I think the, what? <laughs> yeah, for Christmas. Remember? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I couldn't tell if you were laughing or if you were giving us the Santa <laughs> Santa noise. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, for Christmas, remember. That was a nice order, no? We liked it. We did some uh, pine tree inclusions over Christmas for, for a bar in Paris. That was one of the first, very first inclusions we, we did. We don't do a lot because it's very time consuming for us and it, it yeah, it asks a lot of time. Yeah, we're still, um, we debated in the very beginning about whether or not um, we should do requests or not in terms of size and shape because um, most uh, ice companies around the world, they have um, a portfolio of maybe three or four sizes and that's it. Okay. And that makes sense from a business point of view because that way they can just, you know, um, they can just make those sizes, make a whole bunch of it and sell it when they need to and that's it. And so we were thinking um, if we should do that or if we should be a little bit more available to bars and restaurants here in France or in Paris specifically and make our own and make sizes based on what their needs are. 
And because, you know, Paris is not like Los Angeles, it's not like New York City, it's not like Austin, Texas, we don't have a bunch of, like, bars don't have a bunch of room, you know, it's like, um, I worked at Candelaria for a little bit, and I just kept imagining the freezer that Candelaria has access to, and thinking they wouldn't be able to house more than 50 ice cubes at a time, you know, let alone 100, 200, 500. So... This was at the time. I'm, I'm not sure about what they what they could hold today. But so we decided that because Paris is so small and the bar's access to freezer space is so small, we didn't want to alienate any of our customers or potential customers by saying these are the two sizes we offer and that's it. Right. Um, so now we offer sizes based on the glassware at each bar. Um, we do draw the line when people are like, oh, can we've got four centimeters, 0.25 by six centimeters, 0.1. <laughs> then we say, no, you, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, um, but everyone's been pretty reasonable so far with their requests. Uh, we do hope in the future that we'll be able to do inclusions um, using technology that some of the other ice companies around the world have been able to do. But we're so when you say inclusions... Does that mean like there's something in um, the ice? Yeah, forgive me. I shouldn't have used that word. The first no, that's what he used. When Joseph used the word inclusion, there was something in the ice. It was part of a okay. pine tree. Um, it, it looked like little trees. Um, and we've done mint, we've done orange slices, and we've done gold. Um, oh. But then with the technology, it's basically a saw, and it is like a, it draws in the ice for you. And uh, that's okay. when you get to be like your own little architect architect on your computer and create a design and then have it printed into the ice. And I actually okay. don't know what that technical term is for that. I don't either. Um, but that's our next, that's our next step. Um, cool. And I think once we have that ability, then the requests might get a little strange. So, um, well, probably, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. There's a lot of creative minds here in Paris, but I still think that's pretty awesome that you're doing not just like, you know, three standard sizes, small, medium, large, but you're really catering to the bars here and their specific glassware. And, uh, I think that's pretty like special. So nice work on that. Um, are there any of other particular challenges that you find just in terms of having a bespoke ice company in France? Because, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about how ice for the drinks is not really in the culture. Have you found anything else particularly challenging about opening your business? Oh, you <laughs> do you know a bit about uh, French administration? Oh God, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm Paxed, and also I've applied for nationality, so trust me, I'm 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 fully versed yeah. in it. Yeah. So for the American people listening to to us today, uh, um, I want to say France is is a maze is a maze of uh, complications when you want to do about anything if you want to have just a simple paper at the city hall it can take you can go back and forth maybe four times because there's one missing paper to have this paper doesn't make any sense so if you want to open a business it's 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 a circus because first of all you don't even really know what you have to start with if you have to start with uh with the the lease uh, for the place you uh you you want to implement your business you don't know if uh, you're going to start with the bank you don't know if you're going to start with uh special authorizations there are so many complications in, in france 
Yeah, but well, I think also besides just being a business, but being for the ice aspect of it, I think one of the biggest challenges we had was just that um, where we are the only ones of what we do at the moment, or we were. Um, there are huge ice companies, you know, that deliver big bags of ice, but that's not what we were doing. We we're delivering bespoke ice to bars, and that didn't that type of company didn't exist in France before. We had questions. We 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 were asking people in Scotland, in Australia, and in LA, um, because you know, and we had to outsource most of our equipment from other countries. Um, and so I think that that being us being the first, now there are at least two others in France that I know of. So we do have competition now, but it was challenging to try and get to get it done right the first time. Well, I congratulate you for having gotten it done right. And I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe when um, when confinement's over and I'll be somewhere where they might be serving your ice cubes. Uh, it looks like we're actually, we're really pretty much at the half hour, almost a teeny tiny bit over. So I'm going to ask you both. Uh, I talked to you about if you could give our listeners a cocktail of the episode. Do you have a cocktail of the month to share with us? Yes. One of our favorite cocktails to both. Oh, yay. What is it? It's called <laughs> Alaluisian. And uh, we both love the, this cocktail before we know each other. So that's <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, so Alaluisian, very simple cocktails. It's uh, stirred and served in a coupette cocktail. You will need one ounce of 30 milliliters of rye whiskey, one ounce of 30 milliliters of Italian vermouth, one ounce of 30 milliliter of Benedictine liqueur, two dashes of Creole bitters, one dash of absinthe, stirred, served in a coupette. You can add a small uh, Amarina sherry if you want. And uh, very easy, equal parts cocktail, um, very tasty, very well balanced. Um, and you can rebatch it if you want. You can put it in a bottle and serve it to your guests later. That's very, very good cocktail. Well, I like it. I am going to give it a try, and I'm going to say thank you both very much for talking to me. And of course, now I'm thinking of more ice-related questions, but the radio station is just not going to have space for this, so we might have to have an ice part two. Um, anyway, thanks so much, guys, for um, talking to me. And hopefully Thank I'll see you soon us. in Thank Paris. Yeah. Um, so that's a wrap for this month's yes, episode. Uh, if you're looking for more cocktail and drinks talk between shows, you can head to the site 52martinis.com. If you want to carry me around in your pocket, you can download our iOS app, Paris Cocktails. It's a guide to Paris cocktail bars. As always, thanks to today's guests. Thanks to you listeners for tuning in or downloading. Additional thanks to World Radio Paris for editing and production. Um, thanks to Sun Little for the music that we use. We will put links to all of the people and things we mentioned in the show in our show notes. As usual, we remind you to please drink responsibly. And while I enjoy doing the podcast and bringing you what I hope is interesting news, uh, getting the reviews also helps other people to discover the show and makes me realize that I'm not just shouting into a void and that you're listening to me out there. So, for example, like Chaffee Park Chick just left a comment that says, it's entertaining and informative. Great podcast about Paris cocktail culture. I enjoy how Forrest highlights diverse guests and women in the industry. Well, I enjoy that too, Chaffee Park Chick. So thank you for leaving a comment and telling me that. And uh, and I think that's about a wrap. So until next time, everybody, cheers. Shiver by